0: It, it, all, them, bam, we're we're live. Dude, all I have to say is this: you you have to before you just like throw the dude off the table. You have to kind of at least look at him. Huh? Well, that's interesting. Like, why is that? Why is it that they won't let you go down there? You can go to the North Pole. Why can't you go to the South Pole? <laughs>
1: hey, you know? I'm mean, like just, nothing. Those, nothing just, is those... censored. Nothing is censored. That's true. O- only true shit is censored. No fake uh, shit is censored. Uh
0: uh, well, okay, no, you're right. Well, no fakes. That's I mean, hey, yeah.
1: if what I'm what I'm saying might not be true, but it's a good place to start.
0: I, I am at the place now, and it's weird being as old as I am. Where all of a sudden, I look at everything, and I I don't just believe anything right off the cuff. Like, up, oh, this is a thing. Yep, they told me that's real, so that's real. I do. It doesn't matter. It doesn't the matter. I, I will always. I'll always sit there and go, huh? Well, let me at least see what that is and just Bill, take a look at it with an open mind. You have
1: to. Bill, let me present this idea to you or all you guys. If if you took kids when they were six months old before they could walk, and you and you gave them to the uh, a school, then the kids would come back. It, 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 it was, so sorry, if you took kids when they were six months old before they could walk, it would only take it would take less than one generation before people believed that kids could not learn how to walk unless you took them to school. It would hmm. take less than one generation. Right? Right. For that to happen. So, uh, I mean, today I saw four 25 year old guys walk out of Jamba Juice wearing masks. I mean, it, it, it's just fucking right? idiots are abound, brother. It's, it's, <laughs> right. So it, in, it's but here's the crazy. thing.
0: But they're but they're following what they were told. Right. Why? I mean, uh, why? And the, in, in, in the question is, why would the government, government lie to you? Right. Why would they lie to you? Sam, are you in your pajamas?
2: Uh, no, not yet. Oh, darn.
1: <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to cut straight to the chase. The champ is in it. the house. Uh, 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 the champ who was on the top of the podium on one of the hardest podiums in the world you could possibly, possibly get on. And then uh, also ate uh, one of the largest pieces. Look at her. Look at her. Jesus. Why I, what is going on here? Look at her. Just roll. Uh, no, no shame. No humbleness. Just roll <laughs> it up. Roll it up. Uh, and um, uh, and then and then had to consume one of the largest pieces of humble pie. Uh at the at the regionals the following year like what the fuck like everyone wanted her at the games and it, it was a, a a handstand debacle okay here she is to uh, get one of the the second to last word on uh cuts i had the privilege of uh of texting with uh sam it's late where she's at that's why i'm getting straight to the chase with miss yeah. briggs here uh, miss briggs do you know everyone here that's a uh mr spin from the barbell spin yep uh john young over there from john young barbell and then the great uh, Bill Grunler, who's just been around forever, owns CrossFit Inferno, the uh, second best commentator in the history of CrossFit for ESPN and uh, a games athlete.
2: Yep, certainly do. What's up,
1: Sam? Okay. Um, Bill, you are supposed to get all pissed off when I called you the second best of all
0: time. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to let you talk. You're doing your thing, dude. You, can, you have your opinions, too.
1: <laughs> Already Sam brings in $14. Sam breaks.
3: What time is it over
2: there, Sam? Uh, it's just after nine thirty, uh, but I've got work tomorrow, so I'm going to bed straight after this.
1: Um, Sam, cuts are they uh, are they a good thing or a bad thing? What do you, What are I, your thoughts on cuts? I had the privilege of texting with you a little bit about the subject.
2: Yeah, I think um, as long as the workouts are like correct before the cuts, then I don't see the cuts as being a bad thing. Um, I mean, what we were talking about was 2010. Um, They had cuts then, and that year they cut to the top 10 to do the final event, and I was in 19th, so I didn't get to do the final, and it was sitting in the stands watching that final event that made me, like, the realisation of, like I'm gonna be there next year. I'm gonna do everything I can in this next year of training to be in that final heat. It's kind of uh, making it to the games to just kind of be at the games to not making it into that final heat to then be okay. I'm gonna make it back to that games and I'm gonna be there for all the events. I'm gonna I'm gonna not just be a participant. I'm gonna be a competitor.
0: If they would have let you in there real fast, if they would have let you in there, would you have messed up the field that was on the floor? They got to take that. Would you have placed high in those?
2: Um, I don't know. Like um, I think the the finals that were uh, that year, there were uh, good events, but I mean uh, anything could happen. I mean, like look at Rich Froning; he like was falling from the the <laughs> rope in that in that final <laughs> event. So um, I just think as long as the the programming's like correct um the cuts in 2019 i was on the uh wrong side of the cuts and didn't make it through um the last cut and like a lot of athletes that didn't make the cut we all felt like we'd not actually done anything we'd not had any chance to kind of showcase what we were capable of and then fast forward to um 2021 and I didn't make the cut again, but I was completely satisfied with what I'd already done, the events that I'd competed in, and I was like, no, no, no. There's like I didn't I didn't deserve to be in that next level. It's like those people that went through deserved to to be there for the next stage. Um whereas in 2019 it was more like we've not had a chance yet to showcase anything. You've made these cuts and there's so many athletes here that actually deserve to be like finishing the weekend kind of thing.
1: Were you pissed? Were you pissed in
2: 2019? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, it it seems like in 2010, you're like, yeah, it was a good thing. And in 2019, you said it was a bad thing.
2: Uh, I think it was more like when the timing of the cuts and the events before the cuts, because then they did the cuts again in 21 and the events that they had before the cuts and the timing of the cuts, it felt right. It was like, I'd done, I'd done the events that I'd done. And it was like, when I didn't make the next cut, I was completely happy with um, like how I'd done. Yes, I was drinking a beer in the stands. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just think it's great. You, you guys went and got cut and said, screw you guys. We're going to go do a triathlon instead. So how yeah, about that?
2: because uh, <laughs> we didn't feel tired. You do all this like training uh, to compete at the games, and it honestly didn't feel like we'd done anything. So we went out and we did uh, a half Ironman. It was like, and then after that, it was like at oh, a yeah. local
1: comp. You guys went to a local comp after getting cut from the CrossFit Games. You're like, shit, we got some fitness to use. So you went to a local comp and did a half Ironman.
2: Yeah,
3: <laughs> her and
2: Sarah.
1: What Sarah? Who Sarah?
0: Daughter? Daughter? Yeah, <clears> and, shit. wasn't Annie? Wasn't Annie? Any there uh, too?
2: Yeah. No, it was me, Sarah, Emma McQuaid, uh, and Carmen Bosman.
1: I, I, I would also like to um, uh, point out Crazy. that uh, the year that Daniel Brandon was uh, quarantined uh, for uh, an STD, uh, Sam's and she had to run by herself. Uh, Sam also offered to run with her, uh, with just raise her hand and be like, "I'll run with her." Or not an STD, a COVID. Sorry, a COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I too confused. And, and that was pretty cool, you Sam, that you did that. Why did you do that?
2: Um, like if you're gonna beat somebody uh, I always want to beat somebody um, and it's and it's fair and square it's um, if I if I beat somebody or I lose to somebody and it's been even playing fields then it's like well I've given my best you've given your best and whoever's the better has uh, risen to the top if everybody else is running against somebody and somebody had to run by themselves that's not an even playing field like She's at a disadvantage, so it's like anybody that beat her, it's like, Well, you only beat her because she was at a disadvantage, and that's not what CrossFit's about. CrossFit's meant to be finding the fittest on earth with everything on an even playing field.
1: Um, you, 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 you tremendously kind of you since there's so much money on the line and also since danielle brandon is so explosive i mean if i were to put both you guys in categories i would say you'd be better at beyond a thousand meters and she'd be better at um shorter than a thousand meters uh, because of her track career but um let's go back to the cuts in do you have any negative things to say have you heard anything uh, to uh, to dave castro do you want to say anything to him like hey bad job on the cuts or hey good job on the cuts make sure you do this or have you heard anything that's compelling on, on the side of the cuts are a bad idea. That kind of made you go, mm, maybe they shouldn't do them.
2: Oh, I think as long as, um, I mean, when he did the cuts in uh, twenty one, and did th- they did the cuts last year as well? Did they? I don't think yeah, so. J- don't just,
4: think just down to thirty. The 30. Right,
2: just to thirty. Oh, okay. Um, but as long as it's the same as in like twenty one, there were there was good tests before the cuts and. I felt like the cuts came at good like times and with him being back in charge, like hopefully like this year, it'll be, it'll be the same. Those athletes that have made it to the games and can still show, uh, showcase their fitness and show kind of the training that they've been doing before they make the cut. Then I don't think anybody can then question the validity of the cuts Whereas if the workouts don't, like, showcase that and don't test the different domains and there's no validity in the cuts, then then it's, like, a problem. Whereas if it is like it was in 21, then the cuts came in a timely manner and you could, you could see the progression of the athletes and the top 20 that finished the weekend would have been the top 20 regardless, I think.
1: Do you think the fans... Um are okay with the cuts like for the most part like when they get there they're 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 happy that the event is moving more quickly and that they're getting to see the more prestigious athletes or do you think that they're disappointed
2: um you'll probably get a split i would say the majority of people uh will be happy because it does bring in um an element of um kind of excitement when the last event is before they're going to make a cut It brings in that extra level of excitement. It's like, oh, so-and-so sat in uh, 31st. Are they going to make the first cut into the the top 30? So it does add in that layer of excitement. But then you'll get the people who are the, the fans of those people that are in that cut line that will probably deem the cuts as unfair because they'll want to see their athlete compete all weekend.
1: Yeah, that was my argument too. I like it because it's like there's if you do three, if you do two cuts, then you basically have three finishes. Yeah. Meaning, you mean you you have that climax three times of like, oh shit, oh shit. It's basically like thirty people go to the podium, then twenty people go to the podium, and then only three people go to the podium. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Any, uh, we're gonna let Miss Briggs go to bed. Thanks for coming on so late. Uh, Any any final questions for her before we? um... All right. (laughs) Miss <laughs> Sam Briggs, the champ. Hey, thank you. Be You're safe, awesome. Sam. Thanks for, be safe. Thanks for, thanks for doing it. it and uh, be careful. I don't I feel like I'm getting like a poltergeist vibe. I don't know if you know that movie, but with that open door the behind, the behind you and behind that me. light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: I've got my dog protecting me. He's, uh, he's ready.
1: Uh, oh, perfect. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sam, uh, thank you uh, very, very much. Um, well, are you going to be at the games?
2: Yeah, I'm competing in the 40 to 44.
1: Of course um, you are.
2: And then I'll switch hats and I'm coaching Emma McQuaid then over the weekend.
1: Sweet. All right. See you there.
2: Okay. See you later. Bye.
1: Bye. Sam Briggs. Uh, we were fortunate enough to have an article written by the man above me. Was it written by you?
4: Yeah. Yep. I read uh, it.
1: Over at the uh, Barbell Spin, taking a look at last year's games. Um, it's at uh, barbellspin.com, and the article is, what if the uh, 2022 CrossFit Games had been cut to 20 athletes? And uh, b- before we start, I think the caveat or, or the important part to contextualize it is you have to think that with Dave doing these cuts that the, or, the workouts, like Sam was saying, and like I think we've all said, have to be organized in a certain way. So that you're not mm-hmm. accidentally cutting out the champ, right? You can't have the 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 first six events just only test one domain. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean. <clears throat> so this is I kind of that's... an unfair look at it, but but it's still fun. It's still fun.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think it. it the notion is you have to have the first half of the events be a, a full, well-rounded, thought-out program to make the you know the final position work that's um, legitimate, but they programmed last year without that in mind. And so I was curious to know, well, how does that work? Like they gave themselves 30, you know, all through Saturday before the cuts to have that full, well-rounded uh, test. And it's still at the end of the day, it works out where there's a couple switches in in the placements, but Um, a lot of things that you might've thought were going to happen. Um, you know, somebody in those back heats that got cut would then, um, do really well in an event. Uh, you don't see that. I mean, Willie George had a great, great performance second place in a back nine, but I don't think any of us could remember that. Right. Like we may have talked about it right after that event, but we're still not talking about it now. So, you may miss out on a couple of those, but overall, it seemed like, you know, it, applying those cuts the last year would not have really had a material impact to what we saw at the final standings.
1: Podiums the same. Uh, if they did the cuts last year, the same podiums are the same. Yep. Justin is on top. Okay. Yep.
4: And I will anything, say anything. Go, go
1: ahead. Sorry. Go ahead.
3: Last year. If you look, if you look at all of the workouts that they had last year, um, did they end on the echo press on Saturday?
1: Is something I, wrong I with John's he... mic? Is something wrong with his mic? You guys hear me? It sounds tap like it's going
0: mic. through your computer.
1: Talk. Tap on that mic. Make sure it's on. Oh yeah, it is on. Okay, push it. Like bend it to your mouth without breaking it. Okay, there we go. Can you hear me better now? I think. I don't know. No, you still sound like you're fucking in the shitter. But go ahead. Okay.
3: <laughs> all right. Uh, I, I'm. I'm. I'm pretty rich. sure Saturday ended on the Echo Press. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I think rinse and repeat was in the uh, morning. So if you yes. look at all of those workouts before then like where would the cuts be it is a pretty well-rounded test um the first seven events uh you got bike to work monostructural shutter to overhead that's strength uh th- the, i mean 300 pounds push presses are strength and then you got running again fast running with a mile skill speed medley that's all gymnastics elizabeth elevated gymnastic crossfit uh the capital which is a bit mix of everything it's a little strongman vibe at the end it's endurance until you get to the strong to the sandbag just ask hayley adams if strength wasn't involved um and then you have uh the up and over which is gymnastics bunch of ring muscle ups and echo press which ended up being a strongman event because nobody could it, handstand push-ups all the big guys were good at them they didn't really hurt the big people except laura Horvath, it obviously still hurt her but um If you look at all those events, it is pretty darn well-rounded, even if they didn't have that in mind. Um, So as long as it is like that again,
0: it's fine.
1: Um, Bill, have your thoughts on the cut changed at all in the last two weeks as you thought about it more, molded over more last week?
0: Uh, I'm still not a a fan of it, and I just – I feel that especially now when you have the open, you have the quarters, you have the semis. We've done so many cuts already that I, I just feel we have we make a big deal about the top 40 that we have there. And that's why I asked Sam that question when she said in in the 2010, if she would have felt that she would have done well in that particular event. I mean, that if it's an if it's. If it's a strength event and John gets cut, and all of a sudden he could have mixed it up and he could have been in the top that would or has the potential to a leaderboard. And I just feel that these athletes deserve to have that chance to get there. That being said, I agree with what John's saying, is that if you were going to make cuts, before you make your first set of cuts, you have to have a very well-rounded selection of events to do something like that you can't just have some random you know any any i don't think you should have any specialist events before you get into your first cut especially the first one um just because you're going to be losing people that that should still be in the mix
3: if anything it hinders what you can program a little bit because you can't have specialty events
0: right well i don't think it hinders it but i mean it's just it definitely it gives you some lanes for sure you
5: I mean do you think it
3: hinders? Um, I've said you can't do any like they always have a swim in the beginning. Typically, they always have a long endurance event in the beginning. Like if they have a straight up, they'd have to have a straight up max out event if they're going to have the long endurance event, which they always do first thing. And I understand why athletes recover. You can't, it's hard to throw that in the middle of the games, right? right. So it has kind of has to be in the beginning. But then you need a straight up strong event. And a thirty ring muscle ups for time, like you have to have those. So three basically, uh, one Good job. modality Good job, events. Cave. Good job, Cave. And then a couple couple CrossFit events in there. I just think it, I think it hinders what you can do. I, I just, in I order to not hinder you as much in the back half,
0: I, I think that when you go to have those. Um, I think it's more appropriate to have the more specialist uh, kind of outlandish kind of really cool and creative events. Once you have whatever people you're going to have in there. I don't think you need to have those. I don't think you should have those in the beginning. I know, just so, like you said, I agree with the 2018? endurance
3: part. 2018 was as... beautiful. They had the marathon row, right? the CrossFit total, and 30 ring muscle-ups for time. That was all on day one. right? And I think you do those three tests. You know, the fittest at of like the fittest will rise to the top and, with just those three
0: tests. And they're, all many, so, but they're tests. looking at, ten, they're going to make their first. Uh, I don't think Bill's
1: argument, though, was is that the tests weren't adequate for making the cuts. I think he was just saying there's been enough that the, I, this is what I heard Bill say. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. The sport has been around long enough and it's matured enough that all 40 deserve to, deserve might not be the right word. All 20 have earned, all 40 have earned the right to be there and start to finish. I think that's what he's saying, right? That the sportsman shirt.
0: The, the 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 athlete in me, the coach in me. Oh, and okay. honestly, well, and honestly, serious. even yeah, the okay. the fan in me, like I Don't would lie. rather. Don't lie. I, like everybody. just go
1: with those first two. Don't lie. Just go with the first two. <laughs> um I
0: I think that I, I, I do agree with that. And and the reason I think it's different, you know, a lot of people will throw in, you know, the hundred yard dash or they'll throw in an Olympic type event or whatever. And those are one off events. Like, I, I, I get it. You don't need to have you don't need to have everyone run the, the 100 yard sprint 19 times and still have the same 40 out on the line running the sprint. Like, I get that. Um, but we have a multitude of different events that these athletes are, are, are there to do to prove that they are within our definition of fitness, the fittest on earth. And if we're doing that, then put them all out there to do that, because I would hate to see something like in 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 you know sam was a great example at at the regionals that year where here you are you have the champ that comes back and can't make it in because she can't do handstand uh, you know a handstand walk you know i mean like that was knowing
3: she's probably going to be top five at the games if you just let her in
0: right (laughs) that hurt oh it's hard to
1: let her it's hard to do that though.
0: does that happen all the time no but the thing is is that there's that chance and and so like i said i i the 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 first two of the three that we talked about that seven won't let me add the third one in there. That's fine. Yes, yes, yes. Um, He's an athlete (laughs) and a coach. The athlete can coach
1: deep with inside in him.
0: Right. Um, I, I would hate to see something like that happen. Now I did listen to Dave's thing too. And I, I get it. Like I, I understand. I didn't get it. I
1: listened to it. I didn't understand. Well, there's,
0: I I can see, I I can understand. It doesn't mean that I like it, but I can understand the logistics part of if you're going to do something cool. I mean, you can only, you know, You don't want to run the same CrossFit style events all the way through. When you're first in the before your cuts, in the middle cuts, and then at your final, you want to be able to have some cool things because I think once you get to the top, everyone's already done the CrossFit. Now it's like, okay, now let's see what you can do with your fitness in a situation that you're not used to using it for. Uh, Before we.
1: Hold Hold You guys, uh, before we uh, go on and talk about my legless rope climb uh, earlier this evening, I, uh, um, I want to ask Mr. Spin after writing the article, did your view on the cuts change at all?
4: It did. It It did. did. I I was, I was with bill that they've earned their right. You know, that, um, by cutting them, you're not going to see, you're not going to get the opportunity to see some of those athletes who, um, have been cut that, um, to be able to show where they're strong at like a Jake Douglas. If you put a sandbag event after he gets cut, you're not going to see that. Um, And while that may be the case this year, what we, you didn't see that last year, right? Like you didn't see some great performances that you just still remember now. And um, I, I do agree with what Dave said in his, in his video that, you know, it's going to shorten it up. I mean, you watch those first two heats and there might be some excitement to it, but um, I think 20 is the right number on a Sunday to keep the fans' attention for that time period, right? Like, we're diehard fans, right? We want to see all 40 athletes compete.
1: Not Bill. Bill's a diehard coach athlete. He's not even in the fan category. He's not zero.
4: (laughs) 10, 10, zero got it but you take people take that, are, that. that are casual fans or people that are just tuning in because they run they stumble across it on on YouTube they want to see those that are going to be the best of the best and i think overall we're not going to miss out on too much and it opens up some possibilities of really cool things that they can do after the cuts okay so then why even have 40 go why did we have that's seven? I, I, I mean, like, if oh, we're making our cuts, cut to 20, cut to 20 because give them the opportunity to get there.
0: No, 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 we, no, you just said we, we, they had the opportunity to get there, yeah. they already had that. They're going to get cut anyway. Hey, that's a great question but, for Dave. Why even but, let them go? That
4: would, that would, if you although, did that, although, Sam's doesn't ar- go.
1: although Sam's argument and my argument would be the cuts are fun as a fan because they add a lot of tension to it. Because always there's that you get that uh, those people who are on the cut line.
0: If we're talking okay. about it, as, yeah. if we're talking about it as a fan though, then you don't want to lose those athletes. You want to you want their fan base
4: watching.
1: I like the emotional roller coaster.
4: <laughs> Maybe I, I having somebody that's a big middle, name that ends like... up getting cut. That's a big story that we're gonna all pay attention to and talk about. Okay, Young. Right. Final
1: word from you. Go ahead, Mister Young. Go ahead.
3: I said, you could just meet in the middle and then just let 30 go. And the people that we cut are from South America only gets one. Asia only gets one. Only gets one. <laughs> and uh, the people that matter get most of their people in. And We, then,
0: we know who's going to get cut. So,
5: so why for the bring most them? Part.
0: If that's uh, the case, then why bring them?
4: Because of the one the, the athlete that surprises us. Well, you just said that,
0: that, but just as you made, in the, and, and I, dude, and okay. you're, it was really funny. Your article was spectacular, and me and Chase and Halpin actually did a show. Like, immediately after that, it was really funny. We're like, oh, okay, cool. And Halpin did the whole spreadsheet, the whole deal, and saw all the same things. And it was, I mean, and even with that, it was like, okay, if they're going to get cut, and there aren't big changes, and there isn't the the Willie George, I just took second in the event, and no one's going to talk about it anyway. Then why bring them?
4: We, uh, like, sorry, we can't be cool uh, to them
0: on one hand and then not cool them in, on the other hand and then flip flop and try the exact same no, thing. No, it's, it's okay, somewhere
1: they're getting Wait, cut. Bill's just fine. Let, before, right? Let Bill get the last word, please. No more cut talk. Uh, Sousa, don't <laughs> let Abigail Donut get away. She's going to try to push us after the games. Don't let her get away. We got to get her, okay? Uh, really quick, uh, I want to tell you guys something. So, two weeks ago, I started taking BPC 157. I had a fucked up bicep i got it from uh california peptides uh, today if you want to see me do my first legless rope climb in fucking forever um i'm not taking trt i'm not taking anything that has human growth hormone or any of that i'm just taking some bpc 157 to heal the bicep and i uh i was watching the buttery bros today and i was watching uh katrin and uh christine kohlenbrander kohlenbrander looks insane dude she looks yeah. otherworldly um uh and I and I went out to the uh, yard and did my first legless rope climb in I don't know, I don't know forever, but anyway, uh, thank you Sarah for getting me turned on to that, and uh, I'm stoked that um, the last the, the she's been a sponsor for a long time, and I haven't used any of her product, and then finally, uh, two weeks ago I started with the injections into the bicep and and shit's getting better. So Your strict it's muscle up was way
0: was way better than my rope I, climb. I think it was my I rope climb. What's wrong impressive. with my
1: rope climb? My rope climb was cool too, wasn't it?
0: I just think it was it was cooler. To oh, see cooler! You do yeah, the yeah, Old yeah. school, sitting on the ground. Thank you, nasty girl style.
1: Yeah, thank you. And in and, and my wardrobe was better in the last one too. I looked like a. Um, anyway, <laughs> Okay, uh, let me get through a few more of these before we uh, bring on the great uh, Chris Hinshaw. Uh, I'm in favor of cuts at the right time, also in favor of minimum work requirement for each event. If you are looking for the best well-rounded athlete, this is how it's done. Uh, no one chime in. Don't you guys dare start fighting. Ghost, <laughs> thank you. Um, uh, Trina. Oh, Trina, it's been a while. Uh, Trina from uh, G- Gone Rogue, Going Rogue. What's her Instagram account? Gone Rogue. I can't see uh, Sousa saying something. I still can't see him. Okay, opportunity to advance. Thank you, Trina, from Australia, another Australian. Should do more shows at this time. Uh, Aaron, um, non-sponsored athletes spend too much to go there to not have the full experience, and competing against the field all weekend will help them overall. I'm not down for the emotional appeal, but but I hear you. And thank you, Aaron. It's beautiful. Your sunflower is uh, appropriate with your uh, uh, message. Very uh, kind of you. Um, And, oh, going rogue with Sevon, Yeah. Fantastic account. Should have millions of followers. Lucky camera straps. This year's cut seemed like a good balance. Multiple days to earn your spot and still 20 athletes on the last day. So much better than 2019. All right. Can't
0: say it's good yet, though. It's impossible (laughs) to know until the event Jesus Christ, guys. You can't do it. Same sorry. I got last word. He said last word. I just hopped in the last. Word. tried to give the last
1: word to young and then Mr. <laughs> Hinshaw.
0: How are How
1: are you? I'm um, fantastic. Thanks for doing Excellent. this, Sam. Ah, really it's been a long time. really appreciate you having here. Yeah, one of the most popular podcasts I ever did was with you, man, that one really got uh, the people stirred. Thank you for coming on again.
5: Well, it was all a bunch of good questions on your part. Yeah, we didn't get in trouble either, which was no. nice. Yeah, I appreciate the softball questions you gave me
1: today. We get in trouble. Uh, just a few <laughs> minutes ago, Chris, we had uh, Sam Briggs. Um, uh, Sam, uh, she has the nickname "the engine," and uh, there's no, um, there's no doubt she earned that and deserved that.
5: Is that correct? She did earn it, and she deserves it.
1: Yep. And, and, and we know that because we saw her perform on the field and we saw her uh, lung capacity. We saw her win the CrossFit games. We saw her basically have to compensate with a massive engine for where maybe even where she, many would say she lacked in physical strength. So she had to be even better than, than the best, you know, she had to make up for that right to get on the podium.
5: Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think that what's interesting about Sam and, and, and we've talked about it before I have with Sam. It's interesting to me that, that, Uh, we, We talk about aerobic capacity, but we're really interested in that maximum sustainable pace. And what Sam, because she was so gifted in running that she really didn't have to train it and still be the best. But my question to Sam was, what if she truly optimized the largest muscle group in her body? What would that have done for the other weaker parts of her body such as 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 her arms, her chest and back, those muscle groups. And that to me is what's interesting. And it made me realize that you got to look at the whole package as an athlete and where is their opportunity.
1: And and what is that that muscle group, the largest muscle group, if she would like the
5: legs. The legs. So she so imagine if she fully optimized the development of her legs, then when this lactic acid, this this acidity comes into the body through lactate shuttle. And let's say it comes in from the upper body. Eventually, it's going to go into the bloodstream. And the purpose of the bloodstream is it's just trying to find slow twitch muscle fibers to consume that lactate as a fuel. And when it does consume that lactate, it takes the acidity, which is the fatigue-causing properties, and removes it. Well, imagine if the legs were more equipped to consume that lactate and remove those fatigue-causing properties. She could do even more work. Mm. And that to me is what's interesting. And it was a wake up call for me as a coach of like, we need to make sure that every muscle group is optimized.
1: And when you say optimized, you mean uh, with strength and uh, endurance?
5: In terms of, of, of their development, Uh, you know, and, and when you look at the body and we're triaging muscle groups, the obvious choice is start with the biggest muscle group first, right? The legs. And, and then work your way down. And, and that's what I start with as a coach.
1: Um, you were drawing a distinction between aerobic capacity and sustainable pace. What What's the distinction there?
5: So think of uh, aerobic capacity as your peak aerobic output, your ability to bring in oxygen and use that oxygen in the muscles that are moving. So it's your peak. So think of it at like uh, Mount Everest, right? The top of Mount Everest is the peak. Well, on Mount Everest, some – distance below, right? 4,000, well, 3,000 feet below is what's called the death zone. The death zone means that if you go above that, there's insufficient oxygen to keep the brain alive and you're going to die. With certainty, you will die, but that doesn't mean you can't summit. Of course you could go above the death zone, but think of death zone intensity as your maximum sustainable pace, your lactate threshold. You can go above your maximum sustainable pace, but you can't stay there. Okay. You got to okay. come back down. Well said. Okay.
1: And and it, what is VO2 max in relationship to those those two elements? The aerobic capacity and sustainable pace.
5: Right. So, VO2 max is your maximum oxygen uptake. So, it's 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 really defined as your ability to bring in oxygen and get that oxygen to the muscles that are moving. And that's really the, the test. It's your, your aerobic capacity, your maximum ability to bring in that oxygen, and use that oxygen as a fuel.
1: Um, you know how in, in strength there would be someone like um, – uh, anyone correct me if I'm wrong, but there will be these athletes that are just really explosive. Like you have a James Townsend, right? Mm-hmm. Extremely explosive or your 400-meter runners versus your 1,600-meter runners. That's Is right. it like that? Um,
5: Great question.
1: Is it Great. like that? Do you know where I'm going with this? Is it of like course. that with, with aerobics? Is there someone who could just take in a shitload of oxygen? They have a, yeah. a massive aerobic capacity, but their sustainable pace is just atrocious? Oh.
5: Well, no. So there's two types of athletes. So the one that you mentioned, you have a speed, strength, power-based athlete. They're fast-twitch dominant. And so they're they're at a – take it like a Usain Bolt. He's got a, a very high percentage of fast-twitch fibers – And that's why he's fast, that's why he's so explosive. He could generate a tremendous amount of force in a short amount of time. I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. So I've had biopsies done in my arm and my legs and I'm in excess of 80% slow twitch. I'm never going to be strong because of my genetics, but my ability to move and utilize oxygen is where I have a genetic advantage. What's unique about in the CrossFit space and what Glassman did is he created a sport for that person who's not born with a predisposition of being highly you know strength based or high endurance based he focused on the middle population which represents 99% of the people and the average population has a ratio of 50-50 fast and slow ah
1: uh. but, but did you see where i was going with that is there someone who has a
5: there's anomalies out there. So if, the problem is, is that if you do not train something, then there is no adapt. Take Rich Froning. Yeah. So Rich Froning a good example. He walked in 2014 in triple three. Why? Because they finally pushed him long enough where he just didn't have the aerobic adaptations. He just didn't have the ability to go long. He was highly skilled in the movement of running of maybe one to two minute time domain. And that was it. And so... It exposed a weakness, and and luckily, that was really an opportunity where he reached out to me for assistance. And what is interesting is that in that first 12 weeks with him, he saw dramatic gains. Now, how do you measure those gains when it's inside your body? And that's where a VO2 max test comes in, is that it measures your engine. It measures your ability to move and utilize oxygen, and it gives you a defined data point on how you measure up with other individuals. How, hey,
1: how does it do that? How does it measure your,
5: your VO2? So what you are doing is that you, you're you testing the muscles that that you, you, you want to test. So if you want to test the movement of running, you're going to hop on a treadmill. If you want to test rowing, you're going to test it on a rower. Um, remember, it's testing... muscles that are moving their ability to extract that oxygen out of the bloodstream and use that oxygen as a fuel so the way they measure it is they do an incremental step test on that piece of equipment where they gradually increase the intensity so for rich what they did is on a treadmill and this was back in 2015 where they incrementally increase the speed and the incline of the test as he progressed through now What they do is they require you wear a mask, and that mask is measuring your amount of oxygen that you're breathing in, as well as your carbon dioxide going out. And the computer system does the equations to to give you real-time information as you're progressing through the test. What they do is they continue to increase the difficulty of that test, and as they do, Your heart rate goes up. Why? Because your demand for oxygen goes up. And as a result, for that demand for oxygen going up, your breathing rate goes up. They continue increasing the test until you no longer, in those muscles that are moving, can consume any more of that oxygen. And we call that a peak. You know, there's a there's it's not necessarily your maximum, it's a peak for that moment in time. And let me
1: me ask you. So you're telling me a VO2 max tests your ability – your muscle's ability to, to process oxygen, oxygen? To process yep. oxygen. Yep. And That's is there correct. a strong correlate between that and everything, strength, endurance? No. Engine. No,
5: no. No, no. What it gives you a good indication on is the time domain of nine minutes and on. That's nine what minutes it gives and you. on? Yeah. So remember it's, it's aerobic. And if we talk about like what you mentioned earlier, those, those speed, strength, power athletes, the ones take Guy out of Brazil, right? right. He, he is what we call a classic fast twitch dominant athlete. He is able to move extremely quick. His reaction times are solid because he's got a predisposition for fast twitch fibers. So a, a Guy, for example, He is going to do extremely well in short time domains. Where an athlete that has a higher VO2, when the time domains get longer, that's where they dominate. And that's what you saw way back in 2013 with Jason Kalipa, is that he worked on his neglected muscle groups. He worked on his ability to move and utilize oxygen. And as a byproduct of doing that, you saw a dramatic improvement in overall performance in longer, what we call endurance workouts.
1: And hey, also from Garrett, Garrett Fisher, and Neil Maddox. Sorry, sorry uh, go yeah. ahead.
0: No, you're good. Go uh, ahead, Bill. As as a crossfitter, no, no, the the normal setup, and they showed it up on the screen. The normal setup for VO2 max is that treadmill test. As a Correct. CrossFitter, since we aren't just always running, and we're using not just legs to work to to you know drive that that need for the oxygen, but everything we're pulling, we're you know pulling weight off the ground, we're pushing stuff overhead is there a way to get a more is there a a test that we could do to find a more apropos uh rating i guess for a vo2 match for someone like a crossfitter or is it only is that the only way we can do it is you're going to run up the hill and are going to increase it uh gradually
5: no you could test so there's a device on the market uh today it's a mobile device and you can now easily test any movement and so you know, I, I work with Jeffrey Adler and and one of the things that, that we we have done repeatedly is is checked his his ability to move and utilize oxygen, his VO2 max and multitudes of movements. So I'll give you an example. I'm not without any 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 numbers. I mean, Savon knows that I don't share those things, but imagine if you're on an Echo bike, what are your legs ability on an Echo bike to utilize that oxygen and their efficiency? versus the arms as a standalone, versus arms and legs. How does that legs on the echo bike compare to the biker's ability to move and utilize oxygen? Mm. And what you're able to do is you're able to find and pinpoint opportunity. Because remember, the elites, the best of the best, you know, what we're essentially doing is, is scraping for fractional improvement. By targeting inside the body and measuring it, now we have a data point it's actually empirical we have numbers that we can create an entire profile and that's what to me is exciting in the crossfit space because remember what you want to test is the movement that you're the most proficient at so if you're a runner you test running muscles a runner would never ever if they've never been on a rower test the rowing ability because the number would be garbage Mm. But this is where a CrossFitter is unique. A CrossFitter has demonstrated VO2 max scores because of their development in their training protocol where they are at these peak limits. And that's what's rad about a CrossFitter.
0: So do they have to do – it's cool that you can do all those things. Uh, Simon, do you remember uh, Julie Fouche was doing – She's the most badass.
5: She's so badass. She, yeah, she did that stuff at,
0: like that like Fran uh, I remember she did Fran I think uh like way back in the day. Was she it, uh, did it at Pepperdine? She did that? Okay, yeah. it was, uh, it, was uh, it was a ways back. But hey, is Let me ask this it, real quick Bill.
1: Let me ask this yeah. real quick. Is there a time domain? The minimum time domain for the VO2? There
5: there there is. So there's a target time domain. The last time I did mine um which was about 9 years ago, I I did it after Alessandra Pacelli and the people looked at her and she went first and she had a great score and then I went. And they're looking at me, and they're like, "Dude's fifty-three years old. Look how tiny he is." And so, they turned down the speed, and they lowered the grade, and they pushed me. You know, seventeen minutes. <laughs> this test should take about eleven minutes. <laughs> so you can't.
1: So Chris, you can't do a three. I was trying to piggyback off of Bill's question there because Bill was asking, "Can you do stuff tests that are more CrossFit?" So Fran of wouldn't course. be. Fran wouldn't of be. It's not long enough. Don't do you no, need? Of to of course go you can. Work? How can the test be shorter? Now we're falling way into the weeds. How can the test be shorter than nine minutes if it tells you what you're it, – it's really only good to tell you what you're good at after nine minutes?
5: Because it's measuring your exchange of oxygen, and so you know precisely where you are as you progress through the test. So okay. if you, Savon, did this test, I would tell you you still have room, meaning you're not even at your maximum sustainable pace. You get real-time response as you're progressing through the workout.
0: <laughs> Okay. Sorry, dude. Sorry, Sevon. Sorry. He basically I said Savon, I would love to I test know. you. Sevon, you're not even games. close. <laughs> Jeez,
1: Chris, I got a question. Cam- camera hold. Go go ahead, John.
3: So, I I heard, I don't remember what podcast it was, but we were talking about how Fraser works his weaknesses and I was trying to use I used your concepts as far as clearing lactate. I would do three handstand push-ups on an EMOM, just three, and then the 5 pounds dumbbell Arnold presses the rest of the minute for 50 seconds. And I would do an EMOM like that to increase my shoulders ability to clear lactate, lactic acid. Right. That's right. And, and I saw phenomenal results doing that like crazy results. It, is there any movement in particular CrossFit movement or muscle that you've seen that tends to improve better than most? Like, it, like this, Training this way works better doing this than on the board, no matter what athlete you are or different for everybody.
5: The fundamentals, the process remains the same. So what you just mentioned and, and, and that that what you just mentioned is is very common in the endurance world to develop, whether it's cycling, swimming, running, rowing. It's a very common protocol. Um, essentially to, to in, the, in the endurance world, the way that they find that high intensity, right? and CrossFit is considered high intensity, but really the purpose of high intensity is to improve your aerobic capacity. I mean, it, it, that, at the end of the day, it's a six minute time domain and under. So if you wanted to know what is considered VO2 max intensity or improvement of VO2 max intensity, then that would be if you went out and you did a six-minute maximal effort test. And that would be essentially the speed and or heart rate for that particular movement that would create adaptations in VO2. The problem is, is that your muscle groups, they're all different sizes. So the amount of motor units that you have in the upper body are dramatically smaller than your legs. And so the legs, like I said earlier, really have the highest value of training time because of their ability to move and utilize oxygen.
1: John, was that a personal question? Cause he charges $650 an hour, brother.
5: <laughs> I hope that was
1: a, I hope that was a broad question for the community. You feel it added a lot of value to the community and the listeners.
5: And, yeah, and it's six fifty every fraction thereof.
1: Right. Right. Pro rated. Yes. Right. <laughs> Minimum two hours of questions. <laughs> Thank God um, you should be my agent. Uh, 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 have you worked with Tia? I have. Have yep. you worked with Rich? Yep. Have you worked with Matt Fraser? Yep. Have you worked with Sam Briggs? Uh, no.
5: Have you worked now, with? Can I tell you why I didn't work with Sam Briggs?
1: She was too good. She was too good. She didn't. She's like I run fast, run long enough. Gonna I'm going to tell up. you.
5: I'm going to tell you a story that I haven't told. Okay, great. I love that. So, I in 2013 I met Camille leblanc and I met her. Have you Jason. worked with Camille? Yes. Another since champion. 2013, yeah. Okay. So in 2013 we started working together, and uh, she um, is competing through that 2013 year, and we we're nine months in. And and she comes to me and she says to me, "I have a favor of you." I don't know what's that. And she says, "I don't want you to coach Stan Briggs." <laughs> and,
1: <I'm> like,
5: <laughs> and I said, "Well, why is that, Camille?" <laughs> and I, I, you know, one of the brilliant things about Camille was. She was smart, she was so. She was one of the smartest, smartest athletes that I've ever worked with. What she wanted to understand was the detail, the physiology, the why behind things. Like Camille in 2013 came to me and said, how do I train to put myself in a better position in terms of my carbohydrate reserves so that I could do a higher intensity longer on Sunday? That's what she was thinking about in 2013. She was interested in targeting specific adaptations to win. And no one since that day has ever done what Camille has done. So when she asked me that question, I'm like, I want to know why you're thinking this. And she said to me, because of what I just told you about Sam Briggs, if Sam Briggs fully develops her legs, imagine the increase in overall work capacity that she could create. And I said to her, I go, you know what? I like that answer and so and i told sam briggs the story you know a couple years ago so she knows but um i'm like you know what all right fair enough
1: what and did uh, camille do that no other athletes done mary dave libson
5: <laughs> no what she did was is that she wanted to be more fat adapted so that she can hmm. conserve the consumption of carbohydrates remember when you get to lactate threshold your maximum sustainable pace you're burning a hundred percent carbs so when we call like zone two training, easy pace, like easy pace would be a heart rate of 180 minus your age, Maffetone's, uh method. That's a ratio of 50% fat and 50% carbs. So you're getting half of your energy at that intensity from fat. But if you keep bumping up your intensity until you get to your maximum sustainable pace, now you're at 100. Well, every event at the games, you're at or above maximum sustainable pace. So the athlete that actually can consume less carbs will be in a better position on Sunday. And that's what she was focused on.
1: Smarty pants. Uh,
5: She's smart.
1: Catherine David's daughter. Have you worked with her
5: since she was 19? Annie Thor's daughter. No, but I want to, I'm going to go visit her this year because I think Annie is the anomaly of anomalies. And I, I was in Berlin and watched what she did and we talked and, and she used to be a, um, an ultra runner in Iceland way back before CrossFit and that's oh. still sitting inside her. And imagine if that can resurface and she could retain her superpowers that she has today.
1: You know, what's crazy is I, um, I, I, I utmost respect for Annie. There's things that um, I think Annie and Katrin and uh, I mean, if Tia comes back after the baby, it will be fucking nail in the coffin. But if Annie can come back and win, or if Catherine can come back and win after these peaks and valleys and having kids, it will be. They will also put themselves in these weird categories that will be impossible for anyone ever to touch. But I don't see Annie as a good runner. I. What's funny, but, she lump she lumbers. But then right. again, Dave Castro, I wouldn't see as a good runner too. And the fucking guy can run fifty miles. But they. But she lump she lumbers Right. right. I, I, but that's them, fixable. That's what that's so easily.
5: uh, Absolutely. That's so easily fixable. And and um, it's a horrible thing. It's pretty
1: mean to say that lumbers. That's a tough word for for, uh, an athlete to hear you. Athlete doesn't want to lumber unless you're a strong man.
5: Right. Well, what she does, though, is it's too much upper body work for the level of intensity. She she has a dramatic, over exaggerated arm swing and that is draining her of of her energy and so she just needs to create more efficiency and it's 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 without question improvable i mean imagine if where she is today and we can change her trajectory to where now she's back in a rocket ship mode that to me is she's not done and so when we talked in berlin she invited me to Iceland and, and we've done, we've, we're, we've been friendly for a long, long time. And uh, to me, I I love the fact that she is still wanting to get better. And, she, you know, athletes, one of the things that I always, I, I admire in them is when they're vulnerable and honest. And Annie is is one of those people where she has no problem admitting her and acknowledging her weaknesses and acknowledging the areas that she doesn't understand and reaching out for help. That is a rare athlete. Most athletes will come in and just, you know, the arrogance and, and they have it all figured out. And those are the ones that, that are, are difficult to coach. If not impossible.
1: Ben Smith, you worked with Ben Smith.
5: Never. No, but I've done a seminar at his gym and, um, he's one of the brightest people in the sport.
1: Which brings us to, um, something, a a rumor that I heard, um, through the rumor mill. And, mm-hmm. and, and I uh, reached out to you a couple of days ago or a week ago, I can't remember, but uh, to, to ask you about it. And, uh, and you're like, Hey, I don't know if I can talk about that. And then, uh, we got a little bit of clearance from the athlete <laughs> to talk about it, which, which I, which I really appreciate. Um, you've yeah. worked, p- people like Matt Fraser are crazy impressive, right. And people like Tia mind boggling, right. I'm assuming
5: there's anomalies out there that, that you would think they're fast twitch speed, strength, power athletes, But they have this incredible ability to endure. Like Jason Kalipa was able to run a 520 mile, uh, and he could do a 606 2K. And I had Jason in 2013, three weeks before the games, run 20 miles. That tells you something. What year was that?
1: What year did you have run 20 miles?
5: 2013. Were you scared you were going to hurt him? I had to do something that when he lined up on the starting line that he recognized that he – Was the exception in the field that he he has done things that
1: was a that was a psyop as they say in the conspiracy world Mm -hmm. to have him run twenty miles.
5: Well, I mean, I got a lot of heat for it, so did he. So
1: that wasn't that wasn't training for the body; that was training for the brain. Like, hey, once you you knew that if he once he completed that, he would be. Because you
5: have to, you have to truly believe. I mean, one of the
1: things John Young wants to throw up. You heard twenty miles, huh, John? You want to throw up? (laughs) I've run a marathon you, before, Sevon? Oh, yeah. all right, my bad, my bad. Without stopping, very slowly. All right, all right good but, job, good job. But I, you
5: have it's, it's a it's a very delicate thing with with games athletes or any elite athlete is that a coach's job when it comes real close to putting it on the line that athlete has to believe when they line up that they are the anomaly that they're the exception over everybody else, but. You have to, you can't just throw them an easy workout and go, Oh, you're going to do 10, 400s on the track in three minutes. It's like they have to believe that that workout is impossible and that nobody else can do it. And so, I, remember, Jason Kalipa got dead last in every single endurance event from 2008 to 2012. He passed How out in
1: he- 2009 like a rock, he fucking collapsed. <laughs> so, is that a true story? Dude, there's video of it. I saw I filmed him just call, like he collapsed like like it just like in the middle of the race with like Spieler and Miko, he just collapsed and just like a and and like a gelatinous back sack and, of shit, yeah. Boom after. Yeah, it was so, nuts. maybe so, maybe Caleb will find it.
5: Yeah, that to me I I I thought that was just like a wives tale. I uh, I've heard that before. I just didn't So, imagine if you did fall asleep in a in a in a in a run. I don't even know how that's possible, but if if you say Oh, you gonna
1: it's sh- a little bit before that it's a just a oh. smidge there oh this is the trailer oh yeah damn i want to say you can play the whole thing i made that but i don't know if you can <laughs> <laughs>
0: well,
1: go thanks. back even further go back even no no it's before that it's way before that that's the finish line if you go uh, even more before that caleb you'll see um he's <laughs> running that. and he, he and he he passes out yeah it's, it's great and I think and then he came to Chris and deadlifted 500 pounds, I want to say.
5: Yeah, so imagine if you have that in the back of your mind and then you have to do a, a long endurance workout.' It, it, you're, you're, you're already gearing up to lose. And so I I had to recognize and he had to realize that if he was gonna get back on the podium, he had to prove, that he did things that no one else was capable of doing. And the amount of grief that he took and I took back in 2013 of, of making him run 20 miles, it was so misunderstood. But his frame of mind when he took the field, I mean, his, uh, he, was, he won three out of the four endurance events in 2013 and got third in the other one. And I mean, put the smash on Rich Froning in one year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was an incredible start to the games for, for him and his training partners.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what he did with, with Garrett Fisher and Neil Maddox with the three of them and Miranda Oldroyd was in that group as well. I mean, they, they did things. And that's why, you know, I look back on those days. There was amazing days that with an athlete like that to give you an opportunity and, and that athlete was truly coachable and then they deliver. And that's the key at the end of the day, you still have to deliver. That brings it makes us the win to on the burden run that
3: much sweeter. Say right, that again, John. Yeah, I said it makes the win on the burden run that much sweeter with all, all the crap that he took from running. And you, too. I mean, one, and then he wins the burden run. It's like, oh, my God, like who, you know, I feel like everybody yeah. knew who Chris Henshaw was after 2013
1: okay so let me paint the scene here chris this is th- they've run up the hills into the into the dirt and then they've come back and on the right hand side you see a guy with a cowboy hat and he's pointing for the athletes to run and you can see caleb circling jason Klepa with the arrow and so he's on the last mile he's going to go out to the road in front of the ranch make a right hand turn and then come back and do the finish line maybe the last 800 meters and here he is and you see him and someone knows someone knows oh my already. god
5: he's going down
1: yeah Oh no, that guy! What doesn't know? That guy just ran past him. I thought that guy maybe knew. Now watch this. Watch this. boom. <laughs> bye bye. Lights out.
5: Crazy. Right? Wow. Yeah. So imagine that's in the back of your mind on the start of the burden run, and how do you shake that? And when he stood there on that line, I mean, he did a workout that was ten by eight hundred meters. Um, uh, before that as well 10 by 800 with a work to rest of one-to-one and yeah. he averaged 257 for 800 as a matter of fact crossfit hq filmed that
1: a value of on that same workout that was the last workout of the games for her that year she uh she crashed at the finish line she did a somersault at the finish line that's how fatigued she was she fell forward and somersaulted across okay um which brings us to uh one of the most interesting athletes I, I think in um, uh, on the scene today, uh, a, a second-year athlete going to the CrossFit Games. I'm a huge, huge fan of hers. Um, I'm hearing uh, that you've been working with Alex Gazan. Yes, yeah,
5: she's and that her numbers are true. off
1: the chart. That you're you're looking yeah. at something that's truly remarkable and special.
5: That's where you when you it's like when you're you're strong. Well, you can measure strength by doing a lift, but how do you know what your potential is? From a cardiovascular standpoint. How, how do you know? And by getting a VO2 max test done, it gives you insights into that snapshot in time when you got your test done. Now, it's not to say that that you you so remember, your VO2 is your peak. You once you reach your genetic limit on that, and everybody has a different number, and that's why endurance athletes are are they dominate, is because their number is higher. So once you hit that limit, then you want to keep your peak at that level. So with Alex, she's got a, a, a number. I mean, we talked about Julie Foucher. She was, was really from a, a cardiorespiratory standpoint in, in her VO2 testing, the most dominant athlete that I have ever come across in, in a multi, nine different movements. Um, she was in 2015 when she popped her Achilles. I mean, she was going to win the CrossFit games. Um, Alex comes oh, in. And you think that Hinshaw? I do. What sure. year was that? 2015. Wow. Who won the games that
1: year? Catherine. Wow. Wow. Okay.
5: Yep. Yeah. Truly remarkable. Julie Foucher is, is, is one of the most talented athletes that I've ever come across from, from a, an endurance standpoint, right? The ability to move and utilize oxygen. All right. Um, but Alex comes along and, and one of the things that's interesting is that, you know, she's 21, she's, you know, getting close to 22 years old. Um, she's young Child. and right. And when you take an athlete like that and you see their trajectory and you see that like same thing with Jeffrey Adler, Jeffrey Adler, we've been working together now two years. And the same thing is that you can alter the trajectory of an athlete by improving their ability to move and utilize oxygen. And that's what you see with Adler, right? He's got a, a numbers that, that are, I mean, you popped up Rich Froning his are higher than Rich's and Alex being as young as she is with her numbers, who's to stay where the, where the end is. Um,
1: are they right the best now- numbers you've ever seen in a CrossFit athlete? in a
5: female they are yeah so her vo2 and she said i could talk about it because as you know i don't talk about these things but she has a vo2 of 60.2 milliliters of oxygen per kilogram of body weight per minute now superior is 41. okay so it's a it's (laughs) a, a um that way i i I can tell you only that i can tell you about jeffrey adler being more than rich because you pulled up rich i know right
1: fair enough so so you when you saw that when you saw um alex Gazan's numbers were you like something's wrong like she needs to be retested there was an error in the machine
5: no because i watched her do it yeah you did and so and
1: and you could even see it's like riding it's like listening to an assault bike from across the room if you hear someone like get over 90 rpms you're like you, you look over
5: Well, so you're watching them as they progress through this test. And so when you progress through the test, they start you off walking. And then they gradually increase the intensity until you no longer can move. All right. And typically you'll hit your maximum heart rate during this test. And so as you're progressing through, you are are seeing precisely where they are and you know how much room they have. Well, for me as a coach, there's lots of other things that I look at without looking at a, a, a computer screen. So for example, you're breathing. If you were moving, I would listen to your rate of breath, your demand for oxygen and the frequency of that. And when you run, what I listen for is how many steps are you taking per complete cycle of breath? And every athlete, when they're in control of their breathing, meaning b- below at a speed slower than their maximum sustainable pace, They're taking four or more steps per cycle of breath. So as she's progressing through this, I'm listening for that because a lot of times athletes are uncomfortable with being on air, right? They have a mask on and the nose is covered and they feel claustrophobic. And so they quit early. They quit premature because it's just uncomfortable. They're not familiar with it. And so I'm listening to give her feedback precisely where she is along the way, I know that her maximum heart rate should be somewhere in the at least 195 to 200 range. And so if her heart rate's down at 170 and her breathing pattern is somewhere around eight steps per cycle of breath, I know she's got plenty in the tank. And that's what I'm listening for. I'm listening for these basic techniques to give her insights on where she is to make sure it's a good test.
1: Wow. Wow. Nothing like 10 800s to start the day. So
5: yeah.
1: Um <laughs> C- Chris, um, are, this is kind of a weird question, but are you her endurance coach? Are is, is that I am. You are a yeah. coach. So But
5: keep in mind so I my relationship with just so with Justin Cutler, he is the prime
1: mm-hmm.
5: and essentially I work for him. So Okay, okay. Like with Catherine back in the Ben Bergeron I I I'm involved with with Ben's really the lead in the prime, um, right? But the relationship is one where I work direct, we communicate direct. I, I, you know, we had a conference call today with with Alex and and Justin to talk about those workout results. And um, she, same thing, yeah. Th- there's always a head coach.
1: She she's kind of a, what we're getting about Gazana. She's a freak of nature. The 270 bench press is is, is bizarre. <laughs> it's it yeah. is, it is biz- it's in the getting to biz- it's not just strong it's like getting into something weird and now and now this mm-hmm. vo2 max is something else she's she, we're, just, we're not the potential of this this is the athlete to watch this is a a, a bona f- like we're this is um she has all, everything all the raw shit is there
5: and the threat is it's always about trajectory Which athletes are improving? She she
1: grows too fast? Grows too. No, 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 no. It's
5: about about improvement. So a lot of athletes, they plateau. They just stop improving. And now what you're doing is you're swinging a pendulum over the food. And if it turns clockwise, oh, that's better for you because you're trying to get fractional gains. There's really little opportunity. It's very difficult to squeeze out improvement because they plateaued. But with her, who she is today, she is going to be better tomorrow. Yeah, and that rate of improvement is what's terrifying. That's, that's the thing you see that with Adler too, right? And, and so every year, and that's what we were talking about with with Annie Thor's daughter. Imagine you change the trajectory as dominant as she is, and is she done? And the answer is, I don't believe she is nearly done. You can alter the trajectory of an athlete by going out and soliciting help. Mm. and that's what alex did alex and justin did that
1: is alex coachable really easily coachable
5: she's one of the yeah there's very few that are coachable i've said this many times i've had 10 coachable athletes in my day wow and she's one of them yeah she's truly she's good
1: can you tell an athlete they're not coachable and they fix it or it's it's harder than that hey dude you're not you're not coachable
5: normally what happens is i stop getting feedback and i delete the google doc <laughs> bye <laughs> uh, cuz she's
1: she's one of my favorites and when i when i, I i'm re, i'm really kind of enamored by her right she's she's got it. like this great dane quality to it. her like um yeah. you know like you see that thing walk at, someone walking a great dane down the street and everyone turns their head i i'm really uh enamored by her whole her, her ability and it's good to hear that about adler too i just watched the buttery bros video with jeffrey adler and, and boy I don't know if his English got better or what, but he seems more confident and relaxed than ever.
5: And and remember that that's where the coaching comes in is that you're trying to prove to these athletes that they are an exception. And, and what makes Alex special is that one, she wants to learn. She really wants to learn like the questions, you know, that, that she asks is, is, is trying to understand her results better. So I'll give you an example of that. She did a workout and it was 108 degrees in Las Vegas. And this workout had an active recovery piece in it, meaning that she had to jog at a specific speed and maintain that speed going into the next interval. Well, being 108 degrees, as she got somewhere around 20 minutes into this workout, her core was melting down and she wasn't able. She's just overheating straight up. She was overheating. And we see that all the time. We saw that with Annie and and Car Webb at the CrossFit Games, right, during Merck. So that happens. But what she saw was her heart rate at intensity was the same heart rate at recovery. Well, today, during her 10 by 800s, it was dramatically different. And so she was trying to understand the, the rationale behind that. And the purpose she was asking was, what if it's hot at the games? Now what she's doing is she's competing using knowledge and experience, and that's going to give her a competitive advantage. That's a great athlete at 21.
0: Yeah,
5: I like that. That's very appealing.
0: You see that as a competitive advantage or a mental advantage for herself? I mean, I see obviously, it as comp- the, better, the better she is, the better she's going to be comp- competing. But do you see it as more of an individual thing or now that's a tool oh. to use against the feet?
5: Yeah, so I meant – yeah, so as a competitive advantage, meaning it, it's an advantage that she has over everybody else. It's something unique to her. So um, imagine y- you know if temperature is high what your speed and your heart rate needs to be based upon Got that it. temperature. and 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 now you're not guessing. See, the thing is, is that this sport, it's 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 really evolved. I don't coach a lot of people anymore. I really don't, um, because it's so difficult. Um, the easy days where you could just make someone run slow and they'll improve are over, and and you have to have an athlete that is willing to accept the information that you're gathering, to give them that advantage to to maximize their own individual performances
1: why is that are you saying because people are so good and the improvements that they need to make or they're so high to the glass ceiling that it's hard to give people people don't want to accept those fractional okay interesting yeah the
5: top 10 people yeah. in the games are so close they're so close um that that he in my opinion and my role is to prove to them that what they think is impossible is actually possible and and that's what you're trying to do. I, we're not tapering for the games. What we're doing is sharpening their physical, their mental, and emotional so that they believe that they can execute the most optimal strategy for them on that day. That's what I'm trying to do.
1: Mr. Hinshaw, been a pleasure, buddy, buddy. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, I'm, guys. Yeah, you're you're amazing. I look forward to talking to you again. Are you going to be at the CrossFit Games? I am.
5: Yeah. So you want to do a VO2 max test? I'll bring in the crew. No, but I'd like,
0: I'll give you a big old <laughs> hug. How's that? All right. Bill, <laughs> hey, hey, Bill, I, it's good seeing you, Bill. You too, man. You too.
5: Yeah. Always good. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you guys. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Bye. Out, yep, take care.
1: Mr. Spin. When do we get to vote again? Uh, Mr. Spin has the yep. uh, uh, number one rankings, the most valuable, pertinent, rankings in the crossfit space and yep. uh, i need to change my alex gazan um
4: vote you'll you'll be getting it tomorrow so they'll be really published. really yep. are
1: we doing it again tomorrow really yep
4: yep i'll be Holy sending out the link for you guys um let's do the it. submit and uh so yeah it's a uh, new 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 results will be published on wednesday and we got some new people on there too do you so. think henshaw's
1: uh words are going to change your placement of uh, miss gazan mr spin
4: uh, I had her up there pretty high. I think I had her like seventh um, mm. before. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it is interesting to to hear that because uh, even you look at what she did last year. She took what was it, thirty um, first oh, wow. in bike to work and twenty fourth, I think it was. Yeah, twenty fourth in the capital. What she taking shuttle to uh, overhead the run. On the, the run, thirty. Yeah. Or let's see, uh, was it a? Uh, her first games. It's her first games, right? Last year, she took twenty first. So, okay. all of those, that's the she most was not
3: out of all those tests.
4: Yeah. So she I mean outside the top twenty on all all three of those. So if she is made big improvements, like he was saying, and that kind now of trajectory it. is up. I don't know if
5: he
1: was saying he made big. She's made big improvements, but what she he was saying is is that the potential is there, right?
4: I think you're saying that her trajectory is just going up and they up and up. High, so man. that I implied that 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 implied that she's been improving over the past 12 months.
1: Okay, and then she won the semifinals. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, Bill, um,
1: do, were Bill, were you honored? Uh, were you involved in the last voting?
4: <laughs> no, <he laughs> I was got slow. slammed
0: with a bunch of coaches that uh, didn't He's show coaching. up. So I'm like, uh, dude, give me the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to turn them in the time. I got them. Uh, I was uh, having them done, but I didn't have them done in time, so I'll be in there.
1: What What do you think about Gazan? What do you, when you hear that? Does that does that get you fired up? Because I'm so
0: when I heard that, I was so yeah. fired up. Yeah, because I mean, watching her at the semis. I mean, I don't want to say that it was it was way she did way better than I was expecting. I mean, it, it, I she looked like a completely different athlete than when she was at the games. I thought, even based on the the events that there were. Um, looked pretty dang comfortable, and to know that there's a lot of holes that are that are are being shored up, you know, just like we talked about the events that she you know placed outside the top twenty, that were all in, you know, endurance type events. Uh, I mean that's gonna that's gonna play huge for her.
1: And I think when I had her and Cotler on, they they may have said at one point she was so down she didn't think she was gonna make it. Like it you know, yeah. like after she shit the bed on one of or on one of the events and was crying. And Kotler told her to get her shit together and she did. That's cool. And now she must believe taking winning mm-hmm. the semifinals. I mean, that's that's that little bit of belief that he's talking about, right? That's the right. belief
0: piece. Well, and then that and then all the the carrots that either, you know, uh that Chris is putting out in front of her. I mean, dude, give me a break, dude, ten, eight hundreds. Fuck that,
1: gross. I don't. Is this true? What he's saying? Also, she tested four workouts from last year's games and got three first places. Now I know it's testing him in a vacuum, but that's fucking crazy. Yeah.
0: Well, what were the but, workouts? Um, Curious. Right? They, they may be they may be yeah. I mean, don't ruin the that do not <laughs> life yeah. to work the
3: capital shuttle right. over. <laughs> <laughs> the, like like <laughs> climb workout. Tell me she won. I already know she's gonna kill those workouts
1: uh yeah. john um uh what um what are your thoughts uh, after listening to uh, mr henshaw talk any thoughts uh, uh your thoughts on gazan change not that they I, were I ever good or bad i don't know I, what I, they were but
3: no i mean i think i've we i think we've all been on the train that she's on the up and up but i don't i have her 11th or 10th i think in the ranking and i think that's appropriately ranked she was 21st last year 10 spots top like i think she'll make a push for the top 10 i think that's huge if she does better than that i'll be surprised but that's that was already a really big jump um Mm -hmm. i think the next year is where we can kind of flirt with you know she's the one that's coming right kind of like how we feel that way about adler this year
4: yeah if if she's top 10 she's most improved at the games
1: you mean this year's been?
4: Yeah, if she ends up getting, being top ten, she's probably the most improved this you know of the it's athletes hard coming for back. Me
3: to put her better than that though, and uh, and that's
4: that's the hard part is when you think about like the tiers, right? Like the top six appear to be on that kind of separate tier from everybody else, and so like, and can she run up to like that seventh inch. spot? But how hard is it going to be to get into that? Gabby, Emma, Emma, you know in the podium like that's a big jump right um so uh
1: the, the comment of the uh, evening goes to marco uh calderon uh very interesting um two thoughts uh, put adjacent to each other alex is a monster i walked by her at semifinals I ate ten tacos that
3: night. <laughs> <laughs> I this? thought. I thought at first well, he, said, he it. ate ten tacos, and then it's, no, he ate ten tacos. Wait,
1: so, so you, that's just the that's the Alex Gazan effect. If you see her. um, you're gonna, eat, you just, she, she stimulates your appetite. Is I, I don't need, I'm not sure I understand. Is there a connection there? And do you want to take a shot at that, Bill? What, what do we read into know. this or what?
0: All, all I know is that that's the case and that's what happened. And I would eat 20 tacos because I like tacos and so <laughs> it makes <laughs> a normal person go to 10. And M I'm already. obviously going to 20. <laughs> Alex
1: is a dark horse, dark horse for the podium this year. Annie is overrated. I think that's the opposite. I think Annie's underrated. Alex can, uh, uh, Alex can leap over Megawa. Uh, one of the Emmas will probably falter.
3: Well, that's the path, Mister Clock. I think Magaba is yeah. underrated.
1: Um, I would like to take you guys uh, shift gears. Do anything else you guys want to say about that? Oh, well, before we shift gears, uh, I want, uh J- Jeffrey Adler, uh, Mister Spin, thoughts on Adler? I just watched him on the Buttery Bros, uh, video. Great video, and I'm crazy impressed by him and uh, Miss Lambre.
4: Yeah, I watched that too. I, I thought uh, first it was just a great video in general. Um. I, I've always been high on him. I think, uh, you know, he's right off there from the rogue invitational. Um, he's had a great year It's and every time he talks, he's like, I wasn't trying to win. I'm just trying to advance and he ends up winning, right. He wins the open, he wins semifinals. Um, so if he does come with his best game at the games, I, I think he's, he's on the podium for sure.
1: Miss, uh, Miss Lambray, his coach and fiance also said uh, we're coming to win this year. He said um, we're coming to uh, get on the podium. But so something that was very interesting, I can't remember if it was Marsden or Heber, but someone said, hey, this year, you're saying you want to be on the podium at the games. But at the semifinals, you said you only wanted to be top 10. What's the difference now? And he said, I'll tell you after the games," which made me wonder um, if maybe he was injured at semifinals. Uh, Bill, uh, thoughts on uh, Mr. Adler?
0: Uh, it's been fun to watch Jeff progress over the handful of years that he's been to the games. Um, not, not even necessarily just physically, but his, his thing is mental, mental game, the mental game, the mental toughness, the, the year he was at the games, um, when it was at Aromas was at 2020. He, his confidence that he showed, Looked like it was manufactured. Like he really didn't think he was supposed to do what he could do. Um, you'd see him win in the open. Um, I think a lot, of... you know, he'd, you, he'd had that big comp, that big race. Uh, what was the event? The um, burpee box jump over one and the
3: with the clean and jerks for three
0: fifty. Yeah, the clean and jerk one. I mean, uh, unreal. Twenty point four. Yeah, unreal showing on that it was just nuts. So. Uh, there were these these flashes of what he could do, but what always really held him back, I thought, was the mental game. It's like he didn't he didn't feel he should be in the mix with all of the big names. He was there, cool, but he didn't have that. But every year we've watched him compete, and he seemed more and more confident, uh, which is great to see because I, that, I mean that's what an athlete needs. An athlete, just like what Chris was talking about, an athlete needs to believe that they are the best that's there, and if he thinks he's I think when an athlete says, you know, well, I just want to do the best. They want to, you know, I think mostly it's I don't want to be showy on the outside, but inside they have to want it. And every time I saw Jeff after the games, I'd be like, oh, so how'd it go? You did great here, did great there. And he's like, nah, he's like, that was not what it was supposed to be. So it's like he knows where he's supposed to be. And it is nice to see him with that level of confidence. And it's, it's been a long time coming. It's, it's time for him now.
1: Uh, going for number uh, seven, Ken. Uh, also in the Buttery Bros video, uh, him and uh, Coach Lambre talk about, and I paraphrase, they're not just uh, – it's something like they're not just doing random training this year. They're not just training to be the fittest. That they, they understand they're working on specifics to basically make him the champion, that they've really fucking dialed in his training to focus in on maybe things that would give him the edge and events that ne- he maybe wasn't necessarily the best in before. And I think what they were alluding to, or maybe they even said explicitly, was endurance. Um, so it, it sounds like they're very confident and they've uh, they've altered their programming. Thoughts on uh, Adler, John Young? The thing is, I don't
3: know where they need to. He needs to focus on.
1: It's because I saw.
3: Hey. Uh-oh, Ruck John,
1: you're breaking up bad, dude. You're breaking up bad. I think maybe you need to switch to your computer. Maybe you got shitty earphones. Go ahead again. Can you hear me now? Yeah. What's funny,
0: Bill?
3: You. You're funny, dude. You're funny guy. Can you hear
0: me now? Can, can, can hear me now? <laughs>
5: All
3: right. <laughs> the, uh, he, when he overtook Ricky in the Ruck Run, Ricky Garrard, at Rogue. I was thoroughly impressed i was he doesn't need to work on endurance anymore his running has improved so much his endurance and his capacity has um his capacity's always been great he's always been strong and i mean he's been doing good in the endurance events where he doesn't do good when it's some weird thing that no one before he's very bad at, at adapting to fly. And I don't know how you train that. You just throw a bunch of random stuff at him, maybe. But like, if you look at the games, all of his worst events are events that nobody could train for. For instance, Elizabeth elevated. He was terrible at the traverses, had never done it before. Right. But there's a lot of people I've never done a traverse before. When I try to do it, I was able to do it. It's not, you know, it, he's just very bad at adapting on the fly. The sandbag event. Nobody's ever sandbag clean 300 pounds. He's one of the strongest guys in the field, and he gets 16th place, right? He, let, he does the same sandbag clean that Colton Mertens about squat cleans. Like it, you're the strongest guy in the Careful. field. Can you, you use someone happens. else? Don't don't do that again,
1: John. Please, thank you.
3: But like those are the things he needs to get better at. Is the things that Boz likes with people, where I don't think anybody's been training this. This is just let see who can adapt. be the best at this. Which traditionally the game's winner is very good at, right? Justin is amazing at adapting on the fly, um, and I think that's where he needs to improve the most. His capacity's always been there.
0: You think, it, you think it's adap- the- you think it's adapting, or the uh, confidence that he'll be able to do what he needs to do? Because I th- like I, I, mean, see Justin, confi- I see Justin, be I see Justin like a- whatever, line it up, you'd bring it, you know. Yeah. If if I show
3: you something and you've never done it, Bill, you've never done it before, but nobody else has either. We're just going to see who can do it. If there's a guy that consistently can't do these things and there's a guy that consistently can, that's adapting, just figuring it out, right? Physically figuring out how do I move to do this? You know? And then, I mean, that's mental. It could be confidence because you see something you've never done before and be like, I got that. Right. That could be confidence, but, figuring it out within the workout uh i think he's bad at those things straight up Mm -hmm. and and that's a skill i don't know how you train it but it's it's a skill and he that's where he falters the most if you go back and look at his history he's he's good at everything
1: well he should should consult with jr jr will tell him what weird shit's going to be in there jr knows
3: (laughs) does that make sense though yeah, no, totally. Yeah. yeah, hundred percent. hundred percent. You're
1: saying you're, you're saying he sucks at shit on the fly. Uh, OK. Um, uh, Clydesdale <laughs> Media. So Bill can get a taco. Three dollars. Thank you. Yes. How we do it with the question for Hinshaw. I'm sorry he's gone. I wonder how much lactate Danny Spiegel's legs could shed. Uh, fair enough uh, question. Interesting um adler ain't got it between the ears hey man go go uh go look at his uh, the video man he is fucking he it, it's he's he's mellow man he's confident i i think that there's been a um shift okay i want to show you guys uh, as we get to the 90 minute mark uh an athlete that i'm desperate to talk to uh, abigail donut and i want to show you something that she posted on her instagram And uh, we'll start with uh, you, Mr. Um, Spin, and uh, you can tell us um, what you think um, first. Well, this is a one snatch pull, one hang uh, snatch pull, one snatch, one uh, hang snatch. Uh, She claims that those aren't hollow weights, and that's 185 pounds. (laughs) Fucking insane. Go, us do it.
5: Yeah, let's
4: go. Thank you, Caleb. Uh, I mean, she gets surprised people with that type of movement there. Um, that's I'm not sure too many people could uh, could do that.
1: That's savage. Uh, Grundler thoughts on on the newcomer rookie, right? Uh,
0: I mean, if you if you have strength in your arsenal then that's always going to – anytime you get a barbell in your hands, you're going to feel good about that. So I think this is obviously playing you know, to, to her strength. I actually really like the – I like the drill. I like the complex because it sets her with two really good pulls before she acts to actually get underneath the bar. So I, I like that setup.
1: Uh, Mr. Young, from um, uh, the, the most relevant opinion in the panel from uh, John Young Barbell, uh, he knows how to make you strong. Um, what do you think?
3: That's impressive. I don't know why she only snatched 195 in the semifinal.
1: Could be. Interesting. So, so explain that to me. You're saying that this is 185 and she's doing some sort of complex with it. that Her, her max should be more than 10 pounds over that.
3: Yeah. I mean, I am essentially she's doing a double with the snatch, right? right? Uh, taking a little bit out with the pools, but it's a double with the snatch. But if you could touch and go 185, even if it isn't a hang, I mean, you should at least be able to snatch 205 for one. Right. Um, and I did right. like confidently, especially with her finishing position, the way she just sits down on the bottom and then stabilizes. All right. No reason you can't snatch more than 195. So I don't know. I would have that question. Like maybe she had, because there are a lot of, there are people who can do 90% forever and their their max out numbers are not that much different. And then there are max out people who's 90%. They can't move very well, but they can keep on going.
4: Yeah, I mean, she found CrossFit three years ago, and she moves better than most.
3: Isn't she
1: the model?
4: Yeah, she was. I don't know if she, yeah, so she, she was used to be a model models? back in the day. She looks like a
1: model. Uh, Sevon, are you uh, – Anthony TP. Sevon? are you braiding your hair to pay homage to Dave at the CrossFit Games this year? Also, how does Bill's beard get darker, but Sevon's is getting uh, grayer? I don't think I braided my hair, dude. You have no idea. I'm about to get a haircut, and it's probably gonna—my whole shit's gonna look great. But thank you for the uh, observations. <laughs> it's been a while. I thought we were gonna make it a whole show without someone telling me I look like Bill's dad. Um, I—I'm crazy impressed. Uh, let me ask you this: uh, We'll start with you, young, young. Does she make it past the first cuts uh, as the rookie, Miss Donut?
3: It depends on the events. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's fuck. gonna be the answer for every single cut I hate question. You. It has to be that has to be the answer for every question regarding the cuts. It's impossible to know until we know the events.
1: Bill, Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, spin. Yes, please. I want to I want to I want (laughs) to hear fucking uh, John and his wife talk. Um, uh, Honey, uh, do you want to go to a movie tonight? Well, it depends on what we have for dinner. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Uh, Mr. Spin, uh, go ahead. I I think she does. You do um, think she does as a rookie. She yeah. makes it out of the uh...
4: In the top 30. I don't know if she makes it to Sunday on the top 20, but I think she can, she can make it through through. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to be, I think again, just listening to what Dave said, I think it's going to be a well enough round, well-rounded enough events where there's going to be six, seven scored events where we're going to get a good test of it. It's not going to be biased one direction or the other. Um, I think it'll be close. I think she'll be one of those. That's, fighting for it uh on friday night but um i think she's pro- she can do that
1: bill would
0: you like to weigh in
4: or uh, like to hide behind john young
0: no I'll, I'll hide behind john's big legs over there I, I, right. I, I, that's the right answer the thing is you can't say will she or will she not when you don't know what you're comparing that to so
1: yeah you think she makes it you do I fuck no. I actually don't think she does. I don't think I, I. She's a rookie. I don't think she does. I think she got. I hope she does though. I hope I'm wrong.
0: Well, the well, there's twelve rookies. The only right. The the only fun thing to show would be okay. We just saw. Obviously, she's doubling that 185 on the snatch, but she couldn't do the 195 in the competition. So maybe she can't handle the pressure part when it's like, hey, you need to you you need to step up right now. Not like, hey, well, maybe I'll make it. Now you're here. Can you handle the pressure? I don't know. I mean, it's that's the rookie thing, you know.
1: Uh, Heather Campbell, I saw Alex Kazan in Hawaii this past February. I then went and had thirteen hamburgers. Oh shit! <laughs> All right, well, tacos, we, bro, <laughs> it's tacos. <laughs> we have, but Heather had hamburgers. That's <laughs> weird. Just weird. She's a she's a uh, food uh, stimulant. Um, oh god, here we go. John, what's a good mile time for a CrossFitter? Oh, I thought it was, you wanted to know his mile time. For the games, people. But uh, yeah, it tells for the games, people. Mr. Rambler.
3: Five fifteen.
1: That's a good. Bad, that's a very, good one. Very
3: good runner. Yeah, I mean, I think if you have a five fifteen mile, you don't have to work on. It's not a weakness.
1: For boys and girls.
3: Yeah, I don't. They they yeah, together on that. Yeah, girls are probably
4: about five thirty.
3: No, five fifteen. Keep it the same.
4: Bill.
0: Uh, uh, I, I was going to say... Well, I thought it was interesting that that Chris said uh, when he was talking about Jason having a 520 mile, I was like, wow, that's way better than I thought he would have had because I would have said, yeah, a that's lead. a good runner right there. 520? Like, yeah. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't but, know what that would have looked like, him running. I just, I, 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 just mean, go think,
4: I just go back to thinking about Murph when those guys shot out of the cannon and ran sub-six on the first mile uh, with the weight vest. I mean, that was eight years ago. So I don't think they're
3: doing that. I don't think it's changed much. I think if you were a good (laughs) runner eight years ago, you're the seal of good runner. Now I don't think running has increased (laughs) as far as that. I think CrossFitters,
4: I think CrossFitters ability to run has over the, over the years.
3: I disagree. I bet Jordan Troyan can run a sub five mile. And I bet that's about what the best guy in the games now is doing. I bet rookie run. Uh, Ricky runs a 4:55. I bet George Troyan has something similar. I'm
4: saying can disagree, more more Bill? of it can be, more of them can be up there, not not the top end, but more can be in that elite group.
0: Uh, yeah, I think if you're a good runner, you're a good runner. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that the crossfitters are going to be like going. Okay, I'm really trying to make. Really trying to make break that four minute mile. What was your I best? Think, mile, I think Bill? I think
1: what what John what what what. Mr. Spin is saying is that uh, there was – what was that guy's name? The firefighter Jeff something from 2009 snatched 225 pounds, and that was the record. And now snatches are significantly higher, and Mr. Spin thinks that running has also gotten significantly better. And John is saying no. The running isn't the uh, place I don't think that's
3: pro- what I don't think that's what Brian's saying. Uh, I'm saying, saying like- more people are at 515 than they were back in the – eight years ago. Yeah, that's what and I, like, that's, I, what I mean. that. that's
1: what I mean. That's there, what I mean. There's, there's, there the, the, Oh, I'm not yeah, saying that Brian they're. Brian is saying that they're significantly better now than they were back then. The runners, the field, the, the, field. Field. the field, Okay, the, the top field. of the top. Okay, yeah. the field. Fine, fine, fine. Okay. Uh, so, and John is agree. saying I no. Agree. There's always be, running isn't a place where uh, CrossFitters have improved.
3: No, I would. Uh, agree with, I would agree with what I would agree with that statement with Brian. Oh, I'm okay. saying the top of the top is is not. That so one. those not two
1: agree, and I don't understand. i (laughs) think that's what's going on right now that sounds (laughs) Uh, once again my answer will be and
0: yes yes yes
1: (laughs) um uh uh, wad zombie ronda rousey uh wad zombie who makes the um Colt merton's card get yours now uh ronda rousey said she has tons of sex before fights claiming it increases her testosterone that's the stuff that um uh, andrew hiller takes from california hormones get your now i like
3: this question
1: <laughs> uh without any details would you say sexual activity with athletes is low medium or high during the games before i say that i will also say this is absolutely true i took a shot of espresso before i did that legless rope climb with the ceo bun that is true i forgot i forgot <laughs> so I, I i was on my own performance enhancing uh, caffeine uh use code Sevon at paper street coffee and get free shipping or something uh so fucking you think that there's a lot of fucking going on would you say sexual activity with athletes is low medium or high during the game i'm gonna say low mr spin
4: uh, i would imagine so i mean at least saturday night i can't imagine that you're uh feeling too, too great uh maybe bill the uh athlete coach might yeah you're better. the only one who's been you might have some personal so experience can... he could, yeah, he could yeah. speak to
0: I, I before the games sure because you're getting fired up or whatever during something like that when your body's just being abused you don't have the that's 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 the last thing nope. that's on your mind. Like, you no, know
1: one individual athlete fucks between Wednesday and uh Saturday night.
0: Well, it no. starts on Thursday, so Wednesday. No. You disagree with me? I, I don't think I don't think you'll well you could won't someone run a, yeah, you sure. But do you think it will? No. And, you don't. That's what I'm saying. So you agree
1: sense. with me, Bill. None of those eighty athletes are boning uh Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. May and maybe even Sunday they're not.
0: No. Well, if they get, if they don't make the cut, then hell yes. <laughs> uh,
1: great question. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate it. I feel like I paid, I should pay you to, for uh, inserting that question. Um, I, I do want to say this. I saw something interesting about the air quality in Madison. Uh, it sounds like that there is a serious air quality issue now with uh, fires and um, I don't know if I found the best link for that, Caleb. I don't know if you could find something better, but this is Friday. Uh, the games start, I don't know, August 1st first. first or 2nd or something like that. Uh, but, they are saying that the air quality is poor there right now, and it's going to be poor until the 20th. I think you scroll down a little bit and I could read. Uh, we're tracking a belt of smoke originating from Western Can- Canadian wildfires currently aloft over northern Wisconsin, clearly visible via satellite imagery, as well as impacting surface PM 2.5 concentrations in North Dakota. Uh, a statewide air quality advisor for unhealthy for sensitive groups will go into effect at noon Friday. Is that, that's today. And last was mm-hmm. Sunday, uh, July 16th. So just something
4: to so, uh, pay attention so, to. I, so I started looking into this actually Oh. earlier this week. Um, of course you did. And uh, talked to a few people, one of those being Heidi uh, that we all know in the chat. I and know. it was really bad a few weeks ago. It's not been too bad this past week. Now, the forecast, obviously. So it sounds like it's kind of fluctuating uh, it's not constant, but she said when it was bad, like your throat would burn when you'd be outside if you were working out. Um, oh shit! So it it could be a could be a big issue. Okay,
1: uh, but 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 in, but that forecast, just to be clear, is only goes up to the twentieth, and uh, the games are twelve days after that. Yeah. So please, no more fires in Canada or or, or anywhere. Uh, and I want to show you, um. One more, I want to show you a video on YouTube from Talking Elite Fitness uh, at 5840. They interviewed uh, Don Fall today. And um, you can just skip. If you want to watch this interview, just go ahead and skip. Oh, I'll show you everything you need to see right here. It starts at 5840. Uh, Sean and Tommy uh, interview him. Uh, it looks like, um, I don't know where Don is. He must be in his house. And uh, wow, what a very, what a very limited what a very simple and elegant uh, furniture setup in his house. Um, I am so uh, we did we did a podcast with the owner of uh, co-owner of CrossFit Counterculture, Zia, and um, today I think it starts at fifty eight forty. Mister Beaver. Okay, uh, here we go. I just want, I'm so I'm so proud of this, and I'm not I'm not just proud of this. I this is all because of two years of hard work and the core group of 200 people who watch this podcast every morning and, and hang out with me every morning at 7 a.m and uh, Matt Souza and mr. beaver and it's, it's just crazy I, I, I can't believe after two years of just fucking grinding um, here we are but here you go the other services that's
6: awesome um, the next question is probably the one we got the most of Brad Jesse a bunch of people from from our community uh, cohort asked uh, what is the single thing that you're most proud of over the last year now that you're about 12 months in and if there what is the one one thing you're most excited about coming up
1: i like it so Uh, i i I like it that um it's the most popular question it's the most popular question i like it okay here we go
6: i think the thing i'm most proud of I actually had a moment last night, so uh, I mentioned before, we had this affiliate summit up in Portland, and um, we did one at the beginning of the year. We do them twice a year in each region in the U.S., and then we'll do uh, summits uh, outside the U.S. as well. Beginning of the year, we talked about, hey, here's our plan. Um, This weekend, we talked about, here's what we delivered over the course of the last six months, and here's what to expect from us. We had about 100, 100 or so affiliate owners show up for, for it. Amazing day. Um, last night, um, uh, Savon had one of the owners on um, to give a download. How did go? go? Um, what were the takeaways from it? And um,
1: Did he say humble Savon? He said humble, humble, <laughs> the humble Savon
4: podcast? <laughs> no.
6: Uh, uh, Zia, who's the owner of of Counterculture CrossFit down in Encinitas, um, Mm -hmm. kind of just played back her experience. And she talked about walking out of there with a lot of confidence and optimism in the work that's been happening in the path forward. And she told the story of an owner. I didn't even know this. I learned this last night. An owner who walked into the, the summit intent on selling her affiliate and walked out saying... Uh, I'm really fired up what's to come and I'm not selling. I'm sticking around.
1: All right. Uh, very. Uh, someone said Seve's half chub. That's a that is not true. Three quarter. Three quarter. <laughs> and I would go full chub but my wife has I my wife has rules. She listens and she listens to the show. Um, I uh, I'm very proud of that. Um, I'm proud of the the progress we've made. I'm proud of the uh, it, it was not easy my departure two years ago. Um, I was unjustly fucking, uh, pushed out for, by idiocy and to be working so hard and be contributing to the community for this long and getting a little bit of a uh, recognition from, uh, from our, um, Marine recon, uh, CEO of, uh, CrossFit, uh, tickles my fancy. I I will say and for it to be uh, I appreciate Sean and Tommy for letting me share that clip and I appreciate them for interviewing him and eliciting such an honest and sincere answer and it is pretty cool that Don did go to uh, Portland which is fucking batshit crazy anyway and go up there and do an affiliate gathering for West Coast affiliates of which Bill Grundler is one and that for one affiliate to walk away or maybe many affiliates but to have a story like that that oh my God after hearing Don speak I no longer want to sell my affiliate. Uh, Any thoughts uh, Mr. Grundler as you I saw you choking up on the on your piece.
0: Uh, uh no, I was just scratching. That's all. <laughs> um, I, I think that's great. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I get bothered and and bummed when I hear that affiliates the affiliate for whatever reason. I mean, whether it's a financial thing or a not feeling like you're part of the community thing, or you don't feel supported for some reason or whatever. So, I don't know what was said that made her turn that around. That would be interesting to. To know like what things, what specifics there were that made her go, like, yeah, no, I need to stay in this game. Um, but it's cool that we that this, you know, that 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 our lead can still keep our people fired up. I mean, that that's what I loved about Greg was I'd listen to him talk and I'd be like, hell yes. Just we're just doing that, what he just talked about, because that sounds awesome, and I want to be part of that. So if he was able to say, if Donna was able to say something to keep her in and thinking that same thing,
4: that's cool. That's really cool.
1: Uh, anything else you guys want to say, Mr. Spin?
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, I think we all want to know what was actually said that would be um, mm-hmm. so inspiring. Because if you go to the beginning of that podcast, it started out pretty slow with a lot of corporate speak. And then it's, it, it slowly got better as as it went on.
1: If you do go watch the podcast I did with Zia, she gets into the details of what he said um, that got her fired up. But you're right. There is – they asked – in the beginning, it is it, – I agree. That interview does start off a little bit slow, and he – you, you want to hear him, like, point to some, like, real details, right? And th- it does start off, like, abstract. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Young, any thoughts? It doesn't even have to be about that video I just showed. On anything? Anything you want to say as we wrap it up here? Yeah.
3: I think it's just cool that Donna is, uh, listening. Yeah. To, to just media outlets. It's not like we're talking to a wall. I feel like sometimes it feels that way. And it, it, uh, I don't know. It's nice that like, even if he doesn't, even if our opinions mean nothing, it's nice that they're being heard by, I feel like we're all working to make CrossFit better, including the CEO.
1: A uh, t- ton of hard work being put in. Uh, thanks guys. Um, for coming on i look forward to seeing you guys uh again very soon uh mr beaver thank you mr souza thank you uh gabe uh man we're riding like vlm when don hires Sevi and greg glassman back to hq well that's kind of cute. <laughs> love you guys uh see you guys tomorrow morning at 7 a.m for a live calling show uh it's um it's a locals only show if you're just a, a periodic listener that show is not for you don't listen <laughs> that's right dish the good shit bye-bye